Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a, a slightly unusual program for you in today's Frisbees, Bulls and Bears. I talk to an anonymous cryptocurrency trader who goes by the name of Johnny Bitcoin, and I go and meet him in a in a remote, murky location on the west of London. So there's some there's some quite interesting material there. Um, this is the last show of 2013, so have a happy Christmas, and let's uh, hope 2014 is a is a good year as well. And uh, if you, uh, a reminder that you can still buy my book Life After the State at Amazon or you can buy the audiobook at lifeafterthestate.com I think the audiobook is a pretty good piece of work and and hopefully you'll enjoy it but anyway onwards and upwards cryptocurrencies bitcoin a huge great ponzi scheme a huge great pump and dump operation or something that is going to change the world make your own mind up Nothing you hear in this program constitutes investment advice. It is an expression of opinion only. This is Frisbees, Bulls and Bears. Talking money and markets, what's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Frisbees, Bulls and Bears with Dominic Frisbee. Hello and welcome to Frisbee's Bulls and Bears with me, Dominic Frisbee. I am sitting in a, in a remote pub on the outskirts of London in a place called West Drayton, if any of you have been here. And uh, in, in a dark alcove in the corner, I have sitting opposite me a, a young man who wishes to remain anonymous. Um, so we'll call him Johnny Bitcoin for the purposes of this program. And uh, we're here to talk not just about Bitcoin, but about cryptocurrencies in general. So, Johnny, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for doing this interview. Why, why don't we start by you describing how and when you got into cryptocurrencies? Okay, um, so I've been into gold, I've, I've traded gold for the last six, seven years, I've been a mon- into monetary reform, like I've supported positive money, you know, I, I understand fractional reserve banking very well, that's how I originally got into gold, um, and then it led on from there, uh, when I first heard about Bitcoin, like everybody else, I thought this is a scam, this is a Ponzi scheme, and then when you look into it, you, you know, you go through the tick list, is it scarce, is it fungible is it um, divisible uh, and it just it just ticks every box so uh, I you know I, I had I thought I'll have a go with this and I, I bought into it with quite a lot of money and it's it's just been great ever since very good now um, one of the things we were talking about just before the program this is something I've said on the show for a long time somebody needs to do a gold-backed Bitcoin now tell me why that wouldn't work well, for me, um, gold makes sense as money because it's it's limited in supply, and the intrinsic value argument for gold. I mean, I think it doesn't really work for me. The intrinsic value of gold is in jewellery and electronics, but gold's real value is the fact that it's scarce and it doesn't rust, and you can't serial number it and stuff like that. You can uh, you can serial number it. Yeah, but you can always melt it down and oh, I see. You know, it's anonymous. If if someone okay. steals a bunch of gold off you, like they can melt it down and remove all the serial numbers. Okay. It's not like a, a dollar bill that has a serial number on it. Okay. It can be traced and tracked. A gold-backed currency would not work because it would it would have to be centralised. Someone would have to be the issuer, so they would be if they had there'd be a, 
electronic, um, a digital currency, and it would say, I promise to pay one ounce of gold for every one of these digital tokens that exists. Um, so so already still, it's, it's a representative a, currency it, it, rather than a It's still a promise to pay. At the yeah. end of the day, it's a promise to pay, and um, I think Gold Money tried it. They had like an app, and you could send a gram of gold yeah. from uh, one Gold Money account holder to another Gold Money account holder. Um, I think there's been another attempt at it, um, but they never really work because as soon as they grow and as soon as they become like, uh, as soon as they become a threat to like normal money or they start to become useful, the government will clamp down on it. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's the reason. That, I'm not sure, but I think that's the reason gold money closed down there. It was regulatory rather than practical. Yeah, they'll, they'll say uh, money laundering laws. or the, I mean, it's usually money laundering laws that they use as the excuse. But they'll just regulate. They'll give you so much regulation that it's not practical or affordable to do it, use as money anymore. So the reason a gold Bitcoin wouldn't work is that one... It's, it's no longer a commodity currency, it's a representative currency. You, the, 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 the Bitcoin is a promise to pay rather than the actual gold. And because a gold-backed Bitcoin would have an issuer. Um, doesn't Bitcoin itself have an issuer? There is, there is no issuer of, of Bitcoins per se. There's no company behind Bitcoin. Um, the person who created it, who nobody knows who they are, he has no control of it over any, any anymore. It's it's just um, it's just maths. It's just an algorithm. It's just it's code that um, is created and verified by all the users of Bitcoin. It's a global ledger system. It it, it can't be it can't be messed with. Um, I mean, people can make other cryptocurrencies, but uh, Bitcoin, as it is, it, it's mathematically limited to 21 million bitcoins. Everyone can see that. Everyone can see where the bitcoins are moving around and uh, through the, the, the online ledger which is called the blockchain um, but the fact that you can see it's fixed at 21 million is um, very useful okay now the you're no doubt familiar with the idea of six degrees of separation and uh, I want to speculate for a moment as to the uh, who this Satoshi Nakamoto might be it's a fantastic name. It sounds like a character in a video game. But um, one presumes that's not his real name. And I think you were one degree of separation away from Satoshi. You, you lived with some of the early developers of, of Bitcoin. It's speculate as to who, who you think he might be or what his identity or, You know, I mean, before, the, before we began the pro, you thought he might be either British or Irish. Yeah, um... I've never had any direct correspondence with Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, I live with Amir Taki, who's one of the original um, developers of Bitcoin, alongside Gavin Andreessen, and he he would have direct uh, correspondence via email with Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, from from people I've spoken to and, and, and general speculation that I've heard out there, my guess would be he's either English or Irish um, and in his original white paper where he describes why he was creating Bitcoin and um, what it was for he, he quotes the Times newspaper of London um, but I mean there's no way of knowing who, who, who he is really, that's, that's just my personal speculation Okay, now I mean I, I presume you're in the Bitcoin or the cryptocurrency game partly because uh, you want to make money, but is there anything more to it than that? Um, I'm a money reformer. I, I believe the, the the money system we have is is, is not good. The, 
you know, the way private banks own your money in your bank account and you're not the legal owner of it and, and things like that, the way that they can create credit money, it's always been, um, before Bitcoin and even before gold, like I was very um, interested in it and that's where I learned all about gold and investing and stuff because of my, my original thought process was um, realising there was something wrong with the money system. Um, so yeah, um, of course I want to make a lot of money. Who, who doesn't? I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. Um, I, I want to make a lot of money and I have made a lot of money from Bitcoin and I intend to make a lot more. Um, Are you a Bitcoin millionaire? Uh, okay, so. you don't have to answer that. <laughs> okay. Um, can Bitcoin change the world? Or let, let's broaden it out. Can cryptocurrencies change the world? You're, you're aware of this. Um, are, are you with me when you kind of say, if a lot of people are comparing cryptocurrencies to .com and you know you, you need this kind of huge bubble in a new technology and, and Bitcoin might be AOL or something, you know, something that was huge going into the bubble but not yeah. big in the aftermath and it was Amazon or eBay or something that came after. Do you think Bitcoin will be the cryptocurrency or do you think something else will grow bigger and replace it? Yeah, I mean, if, if some critical flaw happens with Bitcoin and for some reason it dies or it crashes, that the very concept of Bitcoin and the way it's been designed, the, the decentralized nature of it that, and, and the way they've got around the double spend problem, um, cryptocurrencies have been invented now and they are incredible and they're, they're going to change the world. And Bitcoin may die. But um, it, I believe in the future we will all be using cryptocurrencies. Yes. Do you think, are we going to see a pound Bitcoin and a dollar Bitcoin? Um, as in issued by the government yeah. themselves? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd like to see that because at the moment, like base money or M1 money is the only way you or I can get hold of it is to hold cash or coins in our hands. Any other kind of digital money that's sterling or dollars is, uh, I think it's M2 because it's a, it's a promise to pay from the bank. So if, if the government introduced their own digital currency and called it pound coin or dollar coin, and then you could hold like actual base money pounds on your own computer, that would be, be amazing. And it would, make, it would also make trading between Bitcoin and pounds a lot more easier because at the moment the the exchanges are uh, the Achilles heel of Bitcoin at the moment. If the government really, really wants to kill Bitcoin, they could just um, shut down like the, the place five where main you, exchanges. Yeah. Yeah. But you okay. the, the, the places where you have to do the fiat money in, fiat money out, that's, that's, the, that's the weak point of the whole Bitcoin thing at the moment. Okay. The, uh, a pound or a dollar back um, Bitcoin would, would uh, be nice because it would eliminate much of the need for banks. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that would be amazing. Like, if I could, if I wanted to send money, a decent amount of money to you, I have to go through my bank to your bank and then to you. Whereas if it's, if it's we had digital currency, I could just go directly from myself to you, like like a cash transaction. Okay, very good. And so, Bitcoin can change the world because it's going to eliminate the need for banks and it's going to eliminate the need for governments to an extent. I mean, it's going to undermine them. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, including myself, think that the banks have too much influence over politicians because they're so rich, because they have this um, this this power to create credit money, um, which gives them gives them a lot of lobbying power or bribery power or however you like to view it. Um, so banks have too much power, and 
these cryptocurrencies, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you are politically, whether you're left, right or a greenie, most people are not happy with banks at the moment the way that they are like parasitical and they don't really do much. So it doesn't matter where you are on the political spectrum, like these cryptocurrencies can kill the banks or, or reduce their power uh, quite significantly. Now, you're a young man. Would you describe yourself as left-wing or right-wing? Uh, I call myself a libertarian sympathiser. So, I, you know, I believe... I, I'm very sympathetic to the view of libertarians. Um, I believe in freedom. Um, there's just a few little issues with it, I have. But generally, I'm a libertarian. OK. Well, go on, tell us a couple of those little issues. Um, like, I, I don't know, I have an issue with... Uh, like, if you, if you own vast amounts of property and like kind of monopolies like land monopoly I kind of have a little bit of, bit of an issue with yeah. very good well land tax will sort that out okay <laughs> right um, now at the time when I first met you well you I'll give you a bit of background you actually approached me in 2009 uh, having followed this podcast and also read some of my stuff in Money Week and you were going Dominic you should be looking at Bitcoin and uh, you actually gave me a couple of bitcoins for which I'm very grateful because um, at the time you gave them to me it was maybe a couple of drinks worth of bitcoins and now it's uh, maybe a couple of bars worth of big no, a couple of crates worth of drink, put it that way. And um, then three or four months ago you told me I should be looking at another um, cryptocurrency which is Worldcoin. Uh, and so this led me to kind of look into it and I now see there are more than 90 different cryptocurrencies that I know of and there are probably many more that I don't know of. It takes about a week to develop a cryptocurrency if you're a code a programmer. Um, it's inevitable that this this is the wild west. You can lose you. There's pump and dump schemes going on. It's kind of worse than what happened in junior mining. There's, there's like I said, there's pump and dump. You know, your wallet can be stolen. There's so many ways that you can lose money in the world of crypto coins. And of course, there are very many ways that you can make money in the world of crypto coins. So, why don't we discuss? Uh, this has to be the most long-winded question I think I've ever asked in the history of this program. But let, let's just discuss the the. I, I want to discuss the other cryptocurrencies. I want to discuss pump and dump and Ponzi schemes and and the ease with which you can make them. So, kick off wherever you like. So, Bitcoin is like the gold standard of cryptocurrencies. Um, it's the original. It's it's where all the development happens, all the infrastructure. Most, you know, the, it's probably the most secure. But of course, like like we discussed earlier, it's like got, it's had all the publicity. It's had all the publicity. It's the one everybody knows. First mover advantage. First mover advantage. Exactly. So Bitcoin for cryptocurrency is a bit like Hoover for vacuum cleaner, isn't it? Or sellotape for sticky back. Plastic. I don't know if they had the first mover advantage. I don't okay. know if they made the first Hoover. But I, I, I see it as gold, and then. There was a somebody tried before Bitcoin's price went up. Someone was still trying to improve on Bitcoin, and they made Litecoin, which uses a slightly different um, algorithm. Um, and, and they're all legitimate as well. Um, and then since the price has gone up massively, because Bitcoin's open source, anyone can take the code, change a few parameters, and make another coin. Um, and obviously, the massive rise in Bitcoin, people are speculating as to which which other cryptocurrency might. Um, might become a very useful, viable currency or, or may even replace Bitcoin one day. And if you pick the right one, 
um, and it does replace Bitcoin one day, you, you can make yourself very, very rich. Quark coin was one that's had a lot of publicity in the last month. I mean, when I looked at them on one particular day, it was up 1,500% in one day. I mean, yeah. So, so with these crypto coins, you can you can you can change all the parameters like you want. It's like being God with gold. So you can say, I want uh, I want to design a coin that is mathematically limited to uh, 10 million coins or 250 million coins. I think Quark's about limited to about 250 million coins. Um, and you, you can you can you can put a, a, a buy price in on the. Um, on the order book to stop it ever dropping below a certain value. So if you if you create if there's a mathematical limit of 250 million quark coins and you can put a, a floor in the price, you can make the market cap of that crypto coin appear to be very high and very strong. But because they're such small markets, they are easy to manipulate. So you've got to be careful. Um, but I think Quark's rise, massive rise it had recently, I would put that down uh, generally to uh, the fact that both Max Kaiser and Bill Still, who are very well known in the kind of gold and money reforming world, uh, both both Max and Bill Still have uh, tweeted it or mentioned it. Okay. Um, okay, so let's address the issue, and I'm not saying that Quark is a pump and dump, but let's address the issue of pump and dump because if ever there was a, uh, a sector that was vulnerable to pump yeah. and dump it's it's cryptocurrencies now oh yeah they are they are perfect for pump and dump to be honest if you some yeah if somebody wanted to do pump and dump this is where they would come right now okay so how does how does one stop that i mean it's, it's I mean, we're going to be seeing loads of otc us OTC stocks, that's the the, uh, the US equivalent of AIM stocks uh, specialising in Bitcoin I mean it's such early days for cryptocurrencies and I believe in free markets so you know, if you want to take the risk if you want to put a load of money into some coin that some bloke's just set up then I think you're entitled to you, you may make yourself a lot of money, you may lose a lot of money but you make your own decisions at the end of the day and I don't know, it's just I, I don't see much of a problem with it of the 90 or so bitcoins that exist how many are legitimate I think, I think sorry the 90 or so cryptocurrencies that exist yeah there's, there's, there's a lot of cryptocurrencies probably over 100 by now um, so the, the ones who've got like a good development team behind them and um, try and uh, integrate it and create services and get other merchants to accept it they're the ones to look for um, but like uh, maybe the top five currencies on coinmarketcap.com, um, they, they all have some legitimacy. I mean, Quark has its, its legitimacy in the fact that uh, it uses multiple um, encryption algorithms, so they, they say it's very secure from that aspect. But like Bitcoin and Litecoin are, are very good, uh, trustworthy coins, in my opinion. Um, but anything in the top five is good. Anything in the top ten is um, probably good as well. And below that, you're you're, you're speculating. But it, there's nothing wrong with speculating. Did you you like Worldcoin? Yeah, I, I like Worldcoin. Uh, they've got a good development team behind them. They're launching um, uh, something called Sharmbeck, which is a direct US dollar to Worldcoin service. Um, they've got. Um, more merchants and, and other crypto coins accepting them. 
Um, and they, they just seem to have a good community behind them. And that, that's, that's where the power of coins come from. If you've got a good development team and a good community behind it, then they tend to grow quite fast and quite organically. Okay, I mean, it's the speed. The speed of them is, is, is quite unbelievable. I, must, I have some world coins that you very kindly gave me a, f- a few months ago, and, and the wallet seems to work very well. I've not actually bought anything with them. But I have bought stuff with bitcoins, and I have received payment uh, in bitcoins for copies of my book and, and uh, also the audio book. So it does work. I mean, I actually went on the, uh, the Silk Road website and t- to test it out I bought something that I shouldn't have bought on the, on the Silk Road website and you know it arrived three or four days later at, a, at the cost of a small round of bitcoins and you look at the Silk Road and people are marked you know just like they are on eBay there's feed you can read the feedback that each seller's received and and there is a new Silk Road there now so you know it does work as a medium of exchange it, it really does um, and the, the problem I had with Bitcoin is it's, it's rise has been so rapid mm-hmm. that that I keep having to change the price on my on my website every day, and it's just become onerous. So I haven't. Yeah, I mean, uh, so you've got Bitcoin as an investment, but you've got Bitcoin as a, a protocol and a money transfer system. Um, so if you're a merchant or if you want to accept Bitcoin, but you don't want to be exposed to any of the crazy price fluctuations it has, you you, you can use one of the um, payment services uh, like BitPay, which. Uh, are doing phenomenally well at the moment. So basically the way they work, you, you add something to your website and you, you, you key in the price of how much you want um, people to pay. So you might say, this costs £20. Um, and when they visit your website, you can go, I want to pay in Bitcoin. And it does a calculation there and then on the fly and it will tell you how many Bitcoins you need to send. Okay. Um, and then when that money gets sent, um, BitPay automatically converts it back to fiat and deposit it, deposits it into your bank account that same day. So you you, expo- you have no exposure to Bitcoin's uh, price fluctuations. Yeah. And BitPay guarantees you that you know that price is fixed as soon as but they pay. All, all those people who who sold stuff in Bitcoins a year or two ago uh, and have seen the, the and enjoyed the meat and, and never got around to trading their Bitcoins, back, you know, back into dollars or whatever. I think they're pretty glad they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've spent bitcoins over the last year, uh, and I wish I hadn't now. Um, I've spent them on developing uh, a website of my own, um, a gambling website, actually. Um, but I would have made more money by just not ever bothering and just sitting on the coins themselves. Yeah. Um, Johnny, how does a lot of people who listen to this show, they like gold and silver, they're probably familiar with the idea of bitcoins without ever actually having bought or sold them if you were to if you're a speculative person and you're of a speculative mindset and you want to get into the crypto game I mean do you still think it's early days or do you think it's uh, we missed we missed the boat yes it's still early days Uh, I mean some people are saying that Bitcoin is as big a revolution as the internet itself and it, it does have a lot of characteristics that it shares with the internet the internet was very geeky very technological like very hard to get your head round um and then like web browsers came along and it became more useful and now everyone uses the internet and it's really easy to use and it's part of our everyday lives so yeah I still think Bitcoin's um, in very early days okay 
and you know you so you're a you're a gentleman of 45 years and you are of a speculative mindset how do you how do you get into it now um, i mean the best way to learn about bitcoin is just to is to get hold of one and have a play with it um and the easiest way i think right now uh, as a uk as someone in the uk to buy bitcoins would be through uh, there's a website called bitylicious it's a silly name but it's a it's a good website and you can uh, pay through bank transfer or using Barclays Pingit. Yeah. Um, there, there aren't any places you can buy Bitcoin using a debit or credit card because of the chargeback issues, which yeah. you have with you know, uh, debit and credit cards. You, you don't have this issue with Bitcoin. If a payment is sent, it's, it's yeah. permanently sent and cannot be reversed by anyone. So uh, Bitylicious is a good place to buy them, .com, I think. Uh, and then another good website is localbitcoins.com. Okay. And this matches buyers and sellers, um, and, and you can do it face to face for cash. Yeah. Um, and there's some zero paper trail with that, or you can do it uh, through a bank transfer. So they put the coins into escrow on local bitcoins. You send a, a bank transfer to their bank account, and the coins get released to the address that you specify. Okay. Now. What if you want to buy other cryptocurrencies? You have to buy the Bitcoin first because because they're less evolved. They don't yet have fiat to crypto uh, portals, if you like. So you have to buy Bitcoin and then buy the other currencies with Bitcoin. Yeah, the the easiest way to buy all the crypto coins is to buy to use Bitcoin to buy them. Um, so most people, including myself, um, when I'm trading. Um, the other crypto coins, I'm, I'm looking at my Bitcoin balance, I'm trying to uh, increase my Bitcoin balance, not my fiat balance. And, and, and lots of crypto coins are actually priced in Bitcoin. So for example, um, Worldcoin might be 0 0.006. Right. Um, and that's how I, 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 I think about it in like my head. Already. Yeah, like in the same way a lot of people think about gold in the dollar price. Lots of um, crypto traders think of cryptos in the Bitcoin price, not not its fiat price. All right. Well, Johnny, thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure talking to you, and thanks very much uh, for your time. If people want to find out about your work and what you do, tough uh, luck. Is that right? You, you can follow me on, on Twitter. I'm at uh, Johnny Bitcoin. Okay. Very good. Well, Johnny, thanks very much, and uh, see you soon. Thank you very much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the last show of 2013. I hope you enjoyed it. I wish you a very happy Christmas and a very happy and prosperous and, and fulfilling 2014. Let's hope it's a better year for gold and silver. Um, thank you very much for listening, not just to this show and not just to the show in 2013, but throughout the show's history. We've now had 1,200,000 uh, downloads, which is a, a pretty impressive number for such a, for such a niche. Um, show as this and, and such an irregular show as well um, so thank you very much for listening and, and uh, we, we do appreciate it I hope to get more shows up in 2014 a final thing if you haven't already do uh, take a look at my uh, book Life After the State on Amazon or there's the audiobook version at lifeafterthestate.com um, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it I I'm pretty proud of the audiobook I must say as, as, as regular listeners all know I've spent much of my life working in sound studios and, and uh, I think we've put together a, a pretty strong piece of work so it it's only £15 or $23 so if you want to take a look at that great 
great. And if you don't, well, fine. Have a happy Christmas anyway and have a happy 2014. Frisbee's Bulls and Bears is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our forum at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com. To join our mailing list so you can be updated as soon as a new show is posted, please email info at dominicfrisbee.net or simply subscribe through iTunes. 